Oh, are we starting? Yeah, I press oh, record. Are we, have we recorded? <laughs> yeah, we're recording. Oh, wait, hold on. Okay. Let me take my deep oh, breath. Oh, wow. What okay. a deep breath. Yeah, you have to start everything with a breath. Oh, I, is that from musical theater school you learned this? It sure is, wow. baby. That's what we learned. Breathe, breathe, breathe. There was a lot of breathe moments in Avatar 2 as well. See? <laughs> Where that young lady... Did you have you seen it yet? Yeah, of course I oh, have. Oh, I, I forgot. Saw, I saw it back in December, well, baby, you just when, saw when to- everyone else saw you it. You just saw Top Gun Maverick, so I thought... That was, is true. So we we both have our things that we're behind on. Exactly. And I thought I wasn't going to have to watch it, but then Jackson was going to go to with his dad, but then his dad already saw, had already seen it, and so I was like, well, let me be boyfriend of the year yet again and go with him, and so we saw it. How sweet. I'm very sweet. Oh, my God. Some, someone say the perfect Valentine, but... <gasps> oh, okay. how timely. I know. Perfect time. Happy Valentine's, y'all. I'm single. Okay. <laughs> This episode of Two Gay Mats is brought to you by Skillshare. We all know I love nothing more than a day job where I can close my computer right at 6 p.m. and focus on my passion projects like Two Gay Mats and Matt Palmer Music. The good part's available now. Ever since we started doing things like live streams and actually posting to TikTok, I've wanted to sharpen my skills in those areas, and Skillshare is the best place to do just that. With Skillshare, I'm excited to learn more about film and video, about Photoshop, about marketing, which I am famously terrible at. And I'm excited to learn from creators and professionals who are actually masters of it. So if you're one of the first 1,000 people to click the link in the episode description, you can sign up for Skillshare and get your first month completely free. So why wait? Click the link in the episode description and sign up for Skillshare today. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Two Gay Mats, the podcast. It's Matt Steele. It's Matt Palmer. And we are into the week of love, baby. Yes. Or we're, I guess we're out of the we're week out. of love. Love now, is out. We just had the week of love. And Matt Palmer, how did you love yourself this week? And love, you know, the person who you love. Right. Um, yeah. I Well, I celebrated with Jackson. I celebrated on the actual Valentine's Day. But we were... Uh, not wanting to like wait in line or like be in a like super busy restaurant. And so we just got sushi from this place called um, Sugarfish, which is very good. And we got it to go and brought it home. And it was great, except that I kind of had like an allergic reaction. I had gone on a walk the day that day and something got into me. I was sneezing up a storm. I woke up with puffy eyes. And so we had a redo on Friday night. We went to a place called Firefly in Studio City. I was not sneezing throughout the meal. We had a lovely meal, a lovely little chocolate cake dessert. And um, yeah, it was just nice to be out and about again for the, for the first time. And we celebrated Valentine's Day twice and uh, didn't hate it. That's beautiful. I think that's a testament to how much Jackson loves you. The fact that you had puffy eyes and you probably <laughs> sounded terrible and looked disgusting well, and repulsive. And yet he was still like, you know what? I'm sticking around. I don't think repulsive was on the table. No one said repulsive. You kind of threw that in. Oh, I'm imagining and- just the, you know, I'm I, I I'm very, um, uh, I love a hyperbole. Mm. And so I'm imagining the most. Okay. Yeah. Well, it, was, it wasn't that bad. But okay. yes, no, he, he did continue to be my boyfriend, even though I had an allergic reaction, which feels like a low bar, but. 
but if it's high, we love that. <laughs> Imagine if he broke up with you because like, like, I can't handle this. No, this is a little too much for me. Like, Sorry. I can't deal with the stress that this might happen again. I know. Could you imagine? I know. Matt Steele, how was your week? My week was lovely. I, I did do something on Valentine's Day oh, to, sh- to show how much I love myself What'd and you cinema. Do? I, I'll talk about that later. Oh. Um, but uh, this week, you know, it was very fun. I saw some. I saw my friend Alexis and he's like sort of cleaning out his like closet. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, uh, he's he's like here take some of these clothes and I'm like oh thank you I actually really need this because the washing machine in my building has been broken for over three and a half weeks now. Are you serious? Yes. I almost said your landlord's name. What is he doing about this? Like, have you been emailing him? Well, yes, but the problem is, is the washing machine's owned by like a separate company, so we have to be reaching out to that company. I and forgot that, about And this. that company is not, I'm like, all we need, everyone in the building, all we need is an ETA as to when someone is coming to look at this machine. And they're like, well, we actually can't give out ETAs because X, Y, Z, we don't want to tell people something and then back out on it blah 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 but you know we are short staffed everything I'm like look I completely understand that there are many machines I'm sure you're dealing with but like like if you gave us an ETA then we could find time in our schedules to like uh, arrange going to a laundromat or something like anything like any information and they are giving us none and it is infuriating so I'm very much running out of clothes I'm very lucky that I have a box full of old underwear that I've been planning on like getting rid of yeah yeah and that has just been sitting in my closet for well, there you go. a year. Uh, but but uh, I'm so lucky that that box of underwear is in there because it is getting me through. If you need to do laundry here, I don't know how that would work, like traveling and everything, but you're more than welcome to. It takes a lot of quarters now. We've upped the price, which is annoying, but you get a roll or two of quarters. Come over here, do your laundry. Honestly, three and a half weeks is wild. Insane. Like I would be, my head would be turning on its back. Oh, and I'm just, when I call them every day and, and they're always like, someone will reach out to you. Someone will reach out to you. And I call them like, hi, I'm just calling because no one has reached out to oh me yet. God. Thank you. And I'm so nice. And mm. that niceness is on its last leg. I- but. You know, it, it's going to be okay. Mm. I'm making it through. I still feel good. I'm healthy. We love that. Uh, yes. Um, another very fun thing I did was this is very fun actually. Uh, one of my best friends, Megan, who um, I went to college with and mm. studied musical theater with, she is a massive, massive musical theater fan, obviously. Oh. And she is a massive Bernadette Peters fan, which okay. I mean, who among us is not, of but course. Bernadette is her number one. Like she, she is her Carol Channing to me, her Mariah to you. Wow. Okay. And so her birthday is in April and, uh, April 27th. Oh, wow. And, uh, close to you. I know two Tauruses. I know. And so, uh, she wanted to do something fun for her birthday. So she was like, I want to have a staged reading of into the woods in my house with like all my friends playing all the roles and like wow. you know, a, an audience of people seeing uh, because it would be really fun and of course I want me Megan want to play the witch <laughs> the role that Bernadette <laughs> Peters played um, the thing is she's also like six months pregnant oh. so the reason why we're not doing this on her birthday is because it's too close to her due date. Oh, I <laughs> and see. And so we're doing it a couple months before her birthday. So yesterday is Saturday Are night. Are you Jack? Of, of course I, I am. I just Jack. had to ask. I feel like it didn't come up who you were. I have the carrot top hair and the sunny, though occasionally uh, vague disposition. <laughs> okay. <laughs> as is described in the script. Love that. And so yesterday we had our rehearsal for it. And so that production mounts uh, next <laughs> week. And so we're all very excited for it. And it's just great, like... 
getting together and just singing fucking Sondheim. I'm sure. It's so funny though, because we don't really have access to like the sheet music, just like the script. Mm. And we have an accompanist and everything, but you know, there's a lot of like complex parts musically of Into the Woods. Right. There are many cacophony moments where everyone's singing over each other and it's, very difficult, if you, <laughs> especially if you don't have sheet music. And it's difficult if you have sheet music in front of you. So right. uh, for the very difficult parts, we're all kind of just winging it. And the goal is to just have fun. Absolutely. And to celebrate Megan's birthday. You should do this and have it be for Les Mis just so you can cast me in a role that I would be appropriate for and has enough lines so that I can finally heal my high school trauma of being overlooked in 11th grade for an appropriate role in Les Mis Rob. I'm so, so sorry, <laughs> but my uh, birthday this year it's going to be an entire staged reading of Pacific Overtures oh I don't know her oh you can I'll give you a nice little role oh. yeah maybe Les Mis can be another year maybe next year maybe next year do you like Les Mis a lot or do you think it's okay of course oh, I, I didn't love know. Les Mis I, I forgot if it was like on do your do I love Les Mis I didn't oh, know I'm sorry how long have you known me you, I it literally introduced the 10th anniversary the 10th year anniversary concert to you I just don't think of you as like a Les Mis fan I'm sorry that's just not the first show that comes to mind when I think Matt Steele and musical theater. I mean like it's not my like absolute favorite yes. musical but like I put respect on Les hey, Miserables I, feel like name. I didn't know this was such I was you know tugging at such a thread here I thought I was a normal question no, that that well. is no, you should know right. uh, you, if, it is valid Valentine's Day week and you should have you should love me enough to know how okay. much I love Les Mis. Okay. We literally sing on my own together at karaoke We do. Nights. I didn't question whether you knew Les Mis. I just didn't know if you liked it. Okay. Okay. All can right. we move on or do you well, still I, want to talk about I this? I guess we can move on but I will be angry for the duration of this podcast. Oh that's good. That'll add some fire underneath. Okay. You know? Fair. Because we don't talk fast enough. I know. Exactly. <laughs> um, so the BAFTAs happened. They did. Um, oh wait. Sorry. I just need to talk about it because this is not my giving me moments. I saw Avatar. Okay. <laughs> I saw Avatar 2. I saw it in the theater uh, last night and uh, I was prepared for it to be very long. I was not prepared for a white boy with dreads to be throughout the entire film just like popping up out of nowhere. It was a full jump scare. I was like, ah, remember when Justin Bieber, no, did he have braids or did he try to have dreads? I remember he did something inappropriate with his hair and I was just like, this, that was one of the toughest moments for me besides like the lines, <laughs> which were of course bad. <laughs> but it was beautiful to look at. Gorgeous. Oh uh, my God. The Phenomenal. Beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, I just thought some of the Interactions between the people and the whales. <laughs> the way that sometimes. Oh, come on. That's <laughs> no, so beautiful. A lot of it was beautiful. But when they would, I mean, I don't know if this is much of a spoil, but maybe spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. Sometimes a, a, a Navi person would talk to the whale and then they'd just show text <laughs> as the whale responding and being yeah. like, it's too painful. It's like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> like, how, in what way has this whale expressed to this Navi person that it's painful besides the text? Because they are one with the land. Why? Pandora, they understand, they get the vibes, they get the senses of the language. I thought all the whale shit was beautiful. The thing with, I mean, I we'll talk about it, but like James Cameron just really knows how to wrap you up in a story, no matter how ridiculous it gets. I mean, like if you're at, if you're saying I didn't burst out laughing during those moments, you would be wrong. In the theater when those came up and when the whale was like, "How's your baby?" It's like, bitch, what are you talking about? Like, how are you communicating this? It was just. Very funny. I mean, but were obviously it was very nice and like, you know, the general theme was sweet, but it also was like, we're clearly setting up for the next one. And I don't know. The next six. The next. Or however many. I think there's supposed to be four more. I think Who there's knows? Five, three more. I don't even know. Sure. But I, I, it was long and uh, I didn't dislike it. I think in my list of uh, 
films of uh, Best Picture nominees, it would be number three, okay. and it would be in the category with the failed men's. So I was like, cool. Like, okay. that was nice All and right. uh, not upsetting to me. Okay. I think my three categories at the moment are excellent, loved every moment, which is everything everywhere all at once then there's like yeah 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 which was um this and the fablements and then there's actively hate which is tar and top gun okay well <laughs> <laughs> you're so wrong about tar i'm I so sorry it. Hated um, it. uh but uh, uh um oh god <laughs> yes <laughs> what, what was i gonna say i was gonna say something about avatar i thought avatar was great i'm glad you i thought it was there. excellent um uh i was gonna say something and it just completely um uh, but, your mind. Oh yeah, I'm pissed off that like out of all the like over three hour movies you yeah. could possibly choose to watch, mm. you c- totally could have picked Babylon, which does not have white boys and dreads. <laughs> I, all right, Babylon, and it is a little shorter. I appreciate both of those things. If it were nominated for best pick, oh, no, I wouldn't have seen it. Let's be serious. Don't rub it in my <laughs> face that Babylon did not get that best picture I, nomination. But I'm, not, I'm still healing I'm from that. I'm not even going to watch every best picture nominee. But I just was like, okay, of the ones that I, you know, have seen, I plan on seeing Women Talking, and I plan on seeing what was the other one I was going to say? Uh, 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 not you said you don't want to see Banshees because no. you're afraid of yes, uh, afraid gore. Yes, um, even though there isn't not gore, I don't. but whatever. Um, and you you don't want to see Elvis because you don't care about Elvis. Don't care. Uh, what else is nominated? Um, I think that's like it for you. Hold on. No, I think there's something else, but that's fine. It'll come up. Okay. Uh, oh, Triangle of Sadness. Triangle of Sadness. I'm interested. I thought in Triangle of Sadness was great. Dolly De Leon, my favorite performance of the year. Which of my three buckets do you think Triangle of Sadness will land on? Mm. I would say in the second bucket. Okay. I, would, I, I would say I I think you will enjoy Triangle of Sadness, but knowing you, you would probably be like, oh, it, it could have been maybe a little shorter. Mm. I think that that would be your your thoughts on well, it, if, knowing you. If you were going to give me a recommendation that's not Babylon from a movie that I should see because you think I would really like it this year that I have not, what would it be? That came out this year? Yeah. Ooh, we're going to have to get back to that. Okay. That can be like an Do you think I'd really like RRR? You would you would see RRR and be like, this was crazy and fun. <laughs> okay. like RRR, I fucking love. Right. Um, I I think you I I think you would watch it and be like, you know what, this isn't necessarily for me, but right. like I get why people have a great time. Okay. Like watching. This. I like that already. Yeah. So, All right. Should we dive into the news for idiots? All right, let's do it. Um, so apparently the Baptist happened. They did. Speaking how, of movies. How did that go? Any surprises? Uh, a lot of surprises. Okay. Uh, the beginning of the Baptist ceremony, it looked like it was going to be a Banshees of Inisharan sweep, mm. which people were kind of like, okay, this makes sense. The Baftas do tend to have a preference for, you know, a UK based movie sure. and everything because it won Best Supporting Actor for uh, Barry Keoghan over Ki Hoi Kwan, who was kind of mm. sweeping everything. Totally. Um, it won Best Supporting Actress over like Angela Bassett who at this point is kind of like the front runner for okay. the supporting actress um, so Banshees won that it also won screenplay and everything but then all of a sudden like All Quiet on the Western Front started oh. winning oh you need to see All Quiet on the Western Front no, too okay. not interested okay uh, it's <laughs> l- gorgeous okay. um, and uh, then All Quiet on the Western Front started winning a bunch mm. and and it won Best Director and it ended up winning Best Film which everyone was like oh wow so like the fact that All Quiet on the Western Front beat Banshees She's of Inish Sharon. I think in my brain, contemplating all the possibilities for like what can win Best Picture, I think this just solidifies that everything, everywhere, all at once is still very, very, very much the front runner wow. for Best Picture at the Oscars. I love just that. because when something every year when something is the front runner and mm. then something else takes its place suddenly, it's always like people rallying. Uh, for one specific film, like a mm. general consensus of no, we don't want this 
supposed frontrunner to win. We are going for this. Yeah. But this year, there doesn't seem to be the one film that like people are that voters are like sticking to. So that's why I think this mm. is a sign that everything, everywhere, all at once will still win Best Picture at the Oscars. Also. You know, the BAFTAs do love their UK actors and everything. So, of course, everyone was like, oh, Colin Farrell's going to win the BAFTA for leading actor for Banshees. It's very much like a three-way race between Austin Butler for Elvis, Colin Farrell for Banshees, and Brendan Fraser for The Whale. And... Austin Butler for Elvis ended up winning the BAFTA. That's shocking. Yes, and he is a man of many accents, but British, <laughs> but British is not one of them. <laughs> he is oh he is not God. a Brit. And so everyone was like, wow, this really shows the support and love for Austin Butler in Elvis. Which, Do you think he's gonna win? At this point, I I, I could see Brendan Fraser winning SAG, mm. so it will very much be like a SAG winner versus a BAFTA winner. Mm-hmm. And as far as acting goes, whenever it's there's two people kind of head to head and one won the SAG, one won the BAFTA. Mm. Usually the BAFTA winner ends up being the Oscar winner. Oh. But, you know, you know, trends you were meant know. to be broken. Uh, they're broken all the time. So we'll see. But I, I do think at this point, Austin Butler is the front runner for best actor, which, you know, I, he's fucking excellent in Elvis. So it was just like a shock. It was a yeah. shock to the system. Um yeah, the, right. ba- the BAFTAs are everyone's favorite Sunday afternoon where they're at work scrolling through their phones <laughs> being like, what's winning, what's winning? Right. Least, that's how it always is for me. Hey, well, I love that. I love that you can wrap it up and then be on with the rest of your day. That's a yes. nice a nice time frame. I always think about that when I'm like, man, if we were on the East Coast and trying to like react to these albums as they come out at midnight, it's like, how the fuck would that have worked? Mm. It wouldn't have. It wouldn't have. You got to be here. <laughs> um, so no transition here, but Pink. Pink. W- Pink. Who put out a new album this past week called Trustfall? I really love that title track. Uh, she says that Lady Marmalade was not fun to make due to personalities. And so there is a video, there's a recent interview where I think it's one of, I think maybe Vanity Fair, I apologize, I don't know what publication is having this interview with her, but it's like one of those things where it's like, oh, here are a list of iconic moments in your career, and uh, what do you have to say about all of them? Of course, Lady Marmalade comes up, she puts it at the bottom of the list, and it's just like, this was just not a fun uh, thing to make. And uh, there were a lot of politics and a lot of personalities. Maya and Lil' Kim were nice, though. <laughs> and so it's like, okay, well, if you guys know math. Yes, you exactly. Do the math in your head, Who's not being mentioned? Process of elimination. It's Christina Aguilera. And so, okay, I'm of many, I'm of two minds about this. Okay. One, it is well documented that at the time, Christina Aguilera was a nightmare. <laughs> like, Christina, on the record, says shitty things about Mariah, has said shitty things about Beyonce, says shitty things about Britney. Like, it's just like, like, a jerk very publicly in a way that I think she was going for like a remember that one interview JLo did when she first got famous and from Selena where she just was like shitting on everybody she was going for that or going you for like I remembered that <laughs> well there was one and then, or she was going for like Madonna like I'm just gonna say what I mean and mean what I say blah 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 sure but it just was very nasty and so yes Mary J Blige met her and Christina put out her hand as if Mary J Blige should kiss it and Mary J Blige is on record being like okay well um Britney is not as good of a singer as you, but she'll go further because she's not an asshole. And so that is well documented. I believe it is true. Pink also like retaliated about this a lot and for a long time at the time. She like had dolls of Christina on the stage and like fake humped them and made fun. It just was like, you know, a lot of the like stupid girls kind of stuff that Pink did back in the day hasn't aged very well because it seemed a little anti-woman at the time. Also, my understanding is that this has been long resolved. Pink has been on Watch What Happens Live being like, oh, we have no beef now. She tweeted about You Lost Me and how great Christina sounded in like 2012 or whenever that album was out. And um, 
So the idea that she couldn't have thrown in just a little like, you know, but we're, that was so long ago. We were kids sure. and we're all grown up they now. They were legitimately They kids. were children. Yeah. They were children. And not only were they kids, but like Pink and like Chris, Christina were very much artists who were like, okay, we have to be the anti-Britney. Like yes. we have to, like Britney's like known for being so nice and so sweet and like so girly and everything. We have to be a, like not that. So we stand out. Right. So I imagine they were like, we have to be like, you know, we have to say what's on our mind. And I imagine they went over the line yes, several times sure trying to do that sure and it's like obviously you didn't get along at the time but again it's been 20 years now yeah. you guys are mothers like I just feel like we need to let this go a little bit like I feel like even if Mariah who you know has never worked with Christina had had negative things to say about her in like 20, 2006 was asked about Christina Aguilera she'd be like oh wow yeah I don't know her much and like <laughs> it just I just feel like there should have been like a, actually we're cool let's squash this so that the fan wars didn't become a whole thing again but then of sure. course last night people are arguing with her on Twitter Pink's responding being like you know I've kissed Xena on the mouth so I don't need to kiss her ass and it's like Pink like I, I don't know if we're like trying to build buzz for the album or whatever, but it's like, I want us all to leave this shit in the past. Stan Wars are clearly a thing, but not for the girls that are 40. We I don't I don't spend my time anymore fighting with Twitter people online about Mariah Carey. I, I have done it. But <laughs> I've been on a message board or two. We, we have all been there. We've all been there. We, we were also younger when we did it. Yes, we yeah. were younger. And we so younger. I feel like for the, the stars themselves, I think we should just leave in the past. So I don't blame Pink for being honest about her experience, but I also just wish she could have thrown in a little like, but that was a million years ago. We're so beyond cool. Sure. And then this would have been all avoided. But of course now it's all over the internet, all over. But and again, maybe that's what the label wanted. Maybe they're blowing it up being like, yes, we're talking about Pink. Her new album, Trust of All, available yeah. now. Which side are you on? Christina's or Pink's? Well, well, Christina doesn't have an album, but Pink does. So maybe listen to that album. <laughs> maybe listen. And maybe you'll be on hey, her side. Christina has Liberation and those Aguilera Liberation EPs. was like five years ago. Was it five? It was like 2018. Shit. Yeah. Well, she put out an, an EP, a Spanish EP called Aguilera. Okay. Yeah. All so right. Some well, of that. well, Christina, get it on the the interviews. Come on, start talking shit about Pink. I guess. I, I guess so. No, please don't. It's we're done. <laughs> we are done. Uh, and speaking of people who were wronged in the early aughts, Miss Janet Jackson apparently was set to receive the Global Impact Award at the Grammys this year, but before she appeared on the Grammys to receive such award, demanded an apology from CBS because of what they did to her regarding the Super Bowl. Because of uh, your friend Les Moonves, he's and not my friend. I don't know him. Julie, whatever her name is, Julie Chen. Did you still say Julie Chen Moonves? Julie Chen Moonves is my friend. Okay, well, <laughs> I feel and like in, in my heart she I, is. I, I well, I look at her sideways for this reason. Apparently, Janet was reportedly up to win that Global Impact Award and attend a pre-Grammy event with the Black Music Collective. Due to a scheduling conflict, she couldn't attend the pre-Grammy performance. So her team tried to work out with the Grammys on her receiving the honor during the telecast. But before accepting, she wanted CBS to dress and apologize for how they treated her after the 2004 Super Bowl malfunction. They did not reach an agreement. Things just got too complicated and talks ended. So she did not receive the reward or go to the ceremony. They did not reach an agreement? I, like what Like what, what? negotiating needs to happen? I feel like for even though Les Moonves is clearly not there anymore, I think it's a big thing for a big conglomerate like CBS to be like, we handled this poorly and sure. like this should not have happened and J justice for Janet essentially is a hard pill for a big network like CBS to swallow. Um, I appreciate Janet sticking to her guns and not being like, you know what? I'll just want to be on stage and I want people to see me before my tour. It's like, no, I'm owed an apology. I'm not going to appear on this network accepting something when we still have bad blood. 
Yeah. I well, I mean, I the thing is like everyone is like who should who should do the Super Bowl next year? Who should do the Super Bowl next year? And it's like if Janet did the Super Bowl, like that would everyone would watch Truly. that because that would be a moment. Or if like, oh god, if they were like there's a surprise Super Bowl halftime performance, mm. like we're not going to announce who it's going to be. Oh, they never suddenly, do that. I mean, they would never do that. Yeah. <laughs> That's the what sucks about marketing nowadays I is know. like there always has to be spoilers like first thing. Oh, thank uh, God for Beyoncé keeping surprises alive. For fucking Truly. real. Like that is why Beyoncé is Beyoncé and she's doing it better than every single other person. Hello. Um but yeah, if if Janet was the Super Bowl halftime show, people would watch the shit. Absolutely. Even if they don't even know anything about Janet's discography or anything, they would be like, you, oh, but there is a narrative here. Yes. You know what it means to have Janet on the Super Bowl. And that's the thing. The public is more obsessed with narratives now than they ever have been. Oh. That's why Miley's Flowers is so exciting for people. They're like, this is where he cheated with Liam or whatever it was. And this is the narrative of our lives. Oh, yeah. Give Janet her flowers. This is the, the Super Bowl narrative. It really. Ooh. I got chills. Come someone, on. I mean, this is an obvious idea, but hopefully, someone from CBS is watching or whoever does the Super Bowl. Was it Fox this year? It was Fox. Who knows? Fox, you could be friends with Janet. Be the anti CBS. Do the right thing. You think um, Fox is going to do the right thing? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's nice to have hope for a moment, okay? Okay. okay. Just see that Amy Poehler and Tina Fey are going on tour together. No, They're like a comedy tour? A comedy tour. It's the first ever joint comedy tour uh, that will have limited runs uh, in the East Coast this spring. Upsetting that it's only the East Coast. It's called the Restless Leg Tour, which I think is pretty funny. But it's like, I don't think of either of them as stand-ups. So like, I mean, I'm sure they could do it. They're clearly so hilarious. But it's like, is this a sketch comedy show? Are you guys going to be like somehow hosting something? Or are you guys going to do fully do stand-up? Is this being, obviously, this must be being, being filmed for something. Maybe it's a, a two-woman play, like, like a, a comedic play. I don't know what it is, but I'm interested, and I'm sure I'll watch it on Peacock in a couple of years, because Tina Fey doesn't like to do shit that doesn't get put on television or on Peacock, because that Tina... Oh, because the musical version of Mean Girls is coming out, and did you see that she's reprising her role? Yeah. She and um, Tim... What's his last name? Who is the teacher? Or the pre- the principal. Oh, I Cute forget. guy from SNL. Tim yeah. something. Someone tell us in the chat. Uh, they're going to be reprising the roles, which I'm excited about, but also curious about, because I'm pretty sure Miss Norbury sings at least a little bit. And okay, we, I can, saw, we can change the key. We can, we we can, can change fiddle. the key. And also, if it's the movie version, like we can auto-tune Tina to Th- our hearts. I that's mean, true. Also, like... Tim Meadows, excuse me. We've never heard Tina Fey sing. True. Maybe she's like, has got pipes and can yeah. really uh, belt her face off. That's true. Uh, so. She also said, her quote is said, the songs are sounding really kind of more pop. In Broadway, everything has to play to the back of the house. And in movies, everything can come back in and things can play really intimately. Oh, so, so it she's, sounds. She's going to do whisper she's vocals. Whispering, yeah, whisper she's vocals. like fully Selena gomez and you know I appreciate that. That works. It if really you can does. do it, it works. It really does. What if like Tina has like the, the sexiest tone? That'd be amazing. <laughs> like, the sexiest whisper tone. Like, I would love that. Oh for my all of god, us. it could happen. Uh, did you see that Rihanna had that Vogue spread with ASAP Rocky and her baby, whose name we still don't know? I love this picture, it's such this a great picture. picture is so, even just like the technicalities of the picture, just like the architecture of it, the shapes of it, it just works so well. That baby is so cute. Oh my, I mean, of course, ASAP Rocky. As problematic as problematic as he is, is gorgeous, and Rihanna is Rihanna. Yeah, so it makes sense that this baby is the cutest thing in the world. That little smile that baby has—it's oh. just like, of course you're smiling. Your mom is Rihanna. I know <laughs> it's the best day ever for this child all the time. Did you see that this picture made Straits 
men, straight men furious. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Everything like, makes straight men furious. Rihanna's in the front as if she's the leader of the family and she's emasculating ASAP Rocky because he's doing childcare like a woman. And it's like, what is wrong with you people? Like, what are you talking? Like, this is a cover for Rihanna. It's exactly. Like, this is a, if if ASAP Rocky had something new coming out and everything, I'm sure a magazine will be like, hey, ASAP, right. you want to be the main item on the cover right. of the magazine like but no this is it's about, about Rihanna. Rihanna and she was like hey bring on my husband and right. baby so she literally just did the halftime show of the Super Bowl you think ASAP Rocky is going to be in the front I know it's it's Rihanna's time and also in the article and we know that Rihanna's known to lie about this but Rihanna says it would be crazy if the album didn't come out this year I know <laughs> I saw that I but can't you know, the thing is, she didn't say that is happening. She just said that it would be crazy. And, you know, Rihanna's probably in her head just like, LOL, yeah, it's going to be crazy. <laughs> it also was funny to me that at a moment she was like, you know, honestly, I kind of miss doing music videos more than doing the music. I was like, wait, what? And she's like, and I can't make a visual for just me talking. It's like, Rihanna, I don't, like for a woman whose career has been based on how good her ear is and how when she hears a fucking hit, she knows it and can jump on it and is like leading the curvature of what pop music even sounds like. It's like, you don't care about the music? What are you talking about? <laughs> That's the whole thing. Rihanna, I'm just telling you, it has been, you know, however many years since anti, uh, uh, like uh, six, seven almost. Yeah. And so it's like, Rihanna, I guarantee you, you have 10 incredible songs that you have done in those Absolutely seven years. Do. Just put them out. Just put put out, them out like a 10 track album. Right. I'll settle for a nine track album. Truly. As long as it's great, people will listen to it. You'll make a ton of money. Exactly. And you love money. And you love <laughs> Love money. You're a billionaire. I know. <laughs> uh, did you see your girl got a makeover? Which girl? Barney. <laughs> oh, my, my king. Your king. So don't, bar- uh, don't emasculate oh, my king. My- <laughs> <laughs> I don't emasculate for- my, the one king of my life. <laughs> if you haven't seen, Barney is coming back. Mattel is rebooting the franchise with a new series and films. And a new picture came out of like a CGI 3D looking Barney with looking a little bit different. I saw a very funny tweet that was like a picture of old Barney and new Barney side by side. And it's like, oh, buckle fat removal. And like, <laughs> it does lip- look like buckle <laughs> Like I lift and like all the plastic surgeries Barney had done in the interim, but apparently the relaunch will kick off with a reimagined animated series, which is set to debut globally in 2024. Apparel and accessories for adult fans featuring classic Barney are also in development. Matt Steele, yes. How do you feel about all this? I mean, it's it's like asking like, how do you feel that like Beyonce had an outfit change? It's like (laughs) great. Still queen. No. Still number one. No, no. Not about Barney's new look, but about Barney returning to us. Barney's never left. Oh, Barney was gone. Barney Barney has been in our hearts forever, motherfuckers. And I'm glad... as long as the hits are still in the show, as long as we still got that theme song, as long as we still got I Love You, You Love Me, as long as we still got Clean Up, Clean Up, the show's going to be a hit. Are you going to watch it or are you going to pretend to watch it like you did whenever Degrassi comes back? Degrassi's not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're really just Sorry. like stinging oh, me I nonstop. I it would come back. I mean, HBO Max canceled it, so I assume it's not coming back. But didn't it? Did it? Not, but did it not even get a first season on HBO Max? The no. Oh, so it, was it just like, got. It was supposed to come out in like. Oh, and it just never. Beginning even, of like twenty twenty four. Oh, I, I, I literally, I really didn't know that. That I wasn't. Would, I wasn't meant to be a dick. I don't even know if they like cast it yet. I think they huh. were, it was still was just, just like, like in development. Man. I know. But anyway, this is about Barney. This yes. is about, <laughs> wonderful memories. I, as long as Baby Bop is in there, my my 
you queen baby always stand baby bop. I oh. don't know if I could pick oh. baby bop out of line. Is she yellow with like kind of a crown? That's BJ. BJ's oh. the yellow one. Who's B- who's baby bop? Baby bop is green with like pink polka dots. Okay, and the the pink little slippers. That's a cute color combination. I would literally die for baby bop. Okay, please don't die for baby bop. You know, I, you know, I was baby bop in kindergarten for Halloween. I remember you telling me. Yes, that. because I wanted to be Princess Jasmine. Oh, so uh, this wasn't the year you wanted to be Aaliyah. No, Aaliyah was first grade. Okay. I wanted to be Aaliyah in first grade. Of course. But uh, kindergarten, I wanted to be Princess Jasmine. Mm. Not like necessarily because I wanted to be a princess at all. I didn't give a shit about that. I wanted to be Princess Jasmine because she wore that cool jewel on her forehead. Mm. And I thought it was so cool. You and Gwen Stefani. I know. I I, wanted, I, I just wanted to wear that. And so, um, but uh, we went to the costume store. There was no Princess Jasmine, but mm. there was. I did see Baby Bop and I was like, mother, that. I That. That. And let me tell you, I was a hit in my kindergarten. I mean, class. of course you were. Everyone was just like, "Yes, Matt Steele." That's the thing, you know, it. your target demographic, even yes. back then. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my, my kindergarten teacher. Every five seconds, she would just look at me and go, "You are so adorable." And I would just, <laughs> "Oh be my like, well, god!" Of course, I'm playing the queen. <laughs> um, not to bring it down, but did you see the Bruce Willis update? I devastating. It's so. I mean, I know that the, uh, it had been confirmed that he was suffering from aphasia yes. and like the beginnings of dementia. Like, I think it was announced like a year ago, mm-hmm. I want to say. But this is just like a further diagnosis. So, yes, this was on uh, Emma Hemming Willis, I assume one of his daughter's Instagram page. Um, since we announced Bruce's diagnosis of aphasia in spring 2022, Bruce's condition has progressed and we now have a more specific diagnosis, frontotemporal dementia, known as FTD. Um, unfortunately, the challenges with communication are just one symptom of the disease Bruce faces. While this is painful, it is relief to finally have a clear diagnosis. I'm sure that's beautiful to have a diagnosis, but just like what a cruel, cruel disease. And like what an awful thing that this family has to endure. I know. And I, yeah, I, I understand that there must be a relief in that. But like, it's just so devastating because he's so young. I know. Like he's so How old young. is he? I think he's like in his early 60s maybe probably that's That's not the age that you would think this would no and i mean like really like it's terrible for all ages but it's just so shocking when it and you know you do hear of it happening to younger people um but rarely like a a celebrity that is so like well known and famous and everything especially a celebrity that is so known for being so strong and so just like nothing can destroy bruce willis he was literally an unbreakable like it's so I my heart goes out to his family. He's Absolutely. an insanely talented actor. Always thought he was great in everything he did, and and I hear he's also incredible. Like him and his family are also incredibly nice as I well. So and I mean him and Demi Moore always had such a great relationship, even after they were no longer married. I don't know. I, mm-hmm. He always did come across as a really great guy. So yeah, they had houses next to. To, not to like name drop, but I know someone who's friends with the family mm. and and they had houses next to each other. And wow. like, like Bruce and Demi and Ashton Kutcher apparently just hung out every night at each mm. other's houses and everything like and then that's just such a wonderful family unit mm. to have. Like it's so great for the kids to have that. Oh, know? and correction. Emma is his wife. I apologize. I okay. It was his daughter. But yes, thoughts and prayers absolutely go out to him and his family. It's just an awful, awful thing. Do you see that Joshua Bassett got baptized at a mega church that is pro conversion therapy? Yeah, and then he's people told him, and he was just like, "Okay, never mind." I I mean, he was unaware of some of their policies and beliefs, uh, and do not endorse all of them. My heart is for Christ and Christ alone. I believe now he has fans around him, like singing praise and worship songs outside of his uh, home or outside of wherever he is staying. I um. I hope that this is all in good faith and all of this is happening. I will say from the outside looking in, I don't know what's going on with Joshua Bassett, but if he 
I feel like a very sudden and very evangelical turn to a religion is a little, again, outside looking in, maybe everything is all good and copacetic, but it's a little worrying for me, especially when I remember he was posting previously really dark kind of depressing tweets or Instagrams, like really like worrying kind of stuff. And he's taken this such a sharp turn. There was like a moment where I was unclear if he had, there were rumors of him having come out and then maybe not coming out and like a confusion around that. I just am like, if we are spending so much time and energy analyzing Britney Spears Mm -hmm. and like how she's doing mentally, I would like to be a little concerned about Joshua Bass. Sure. Maybe everything's fine. Yeah, of course. It's just the people around him who are friends, family, close, just, just keep an eye. Yeah. Make sure. Give him a give him a call. I will say, I guess this is better than oh, him, him being yeah. insanely depressed Absolutely. and everything. You know, Absolutely. people, you know, do what you turn to wherever you need to turn to, as long as it is a healthy thing to turn to. Yes. Like, I just hope this is a healthy thing. I hope to that turn as to. well. And maybe you know, you can still be very into Christ and everything, but like maybe find a different church. Yes, that's maybe a little find more. They're maybe they're all over L.A. Oh I'm my not, gosh, they're all over, over L.A. They're, a lot of the ones in L.A. secretly hate gays too, but there's got to be one that doesn't. There's, there's gotta be one There's that doesn't. One that Find doesn't. one with a nice lesbian uh, minister. Absolutely. Oh my God. You'll have the best time. And, yes. you, and you can collab and make some great music. See that the White Lotus is no longer um, going to be eligible for the best anthology series at the Emmys? I saw that. That seems fair. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not an anthology. I mean, <laughs> I guess characters went from season one to season two. It's not a mini series. Yeah. How many shows do you think start as like, this might be a miniseries, but if people like it. I know. Was Big Little Lies like the first uh, thing to do that? That seems like one that feels very big. Like yes. it's like a turning point for that kind of thing. Um, yeah. And I'm hey, I'm not complaining. I love The White Lotus. I'm glad there are going to be more seasons. But it's just like, yeah, that it should move to a drama category. Of course, yeah. We want to play fair. We don't want no category fraud. No. I bet you all those drama actors, though, in like regular series are just like, fuck. I know, I know. Like Laura Linney's probably just like, what the hell do I have to do to get this Emmy for Ozark? We're going to see. I mean, especially Succession's always in those categories, I know, too. and the Succession people. It's man. tough. It's tough. Um, live action Lilo and Stitch movie is finally a go with Zach Galifianakis attached in an unnamed unknown role. An unknown role? I thought it was as um, the guy with one eye. I've doesn't, never seen Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> it doesn't say. At, I first, that, at first I thought it was Stitch, that he was Stitch, but then yeah. I saw things that he was playing the guy with one eye who's like the villain. Supposedly you know unknown. What, you know what? Hey, as long as it is a pleasant experience on yes. set, I hope everyone has a great time. Absolutely. And isn't Jackson a huge Lilo and Stitch fan? I believe yes, big, big Lilo and Stitch fan. Oh yeah, and yeah. I went on a date with a guy once who was obsessed oh with i remember stitch. you telling me about obsessed him obsessed with stitch like and he was i you know i was like oh you know what are you into like entertainment wise and uh this guy actually was an animator mm. and uh he was like i'm obsessed with stitch like you should see my apartment i was gonna say do you ever go to his apartment and was it like jim parsons character and spoiler no i didn't see his apartment but um but it's interesting because he was a very like big burly muscular guy right. and everything so to have him be like i love stitch it was just like <laughs> oh this is you know what you know what? everyone has layers it's true yeah can't judge a book don't judge a book uh ryan seacrest is leaving live with kelly and ryan and being replaced with kelly ripa's husband mark consuelos you know what that is one guy who will not leave kelly I feel like poor Kelly has been like on the hunt for a guy who will last longer than a couple seasons. And 
He's going to last forever. They've been together for so many years. Mm -hmm. I assume they met on like a soap opera or something back when they were, you know, children. Uh, And so, yeah, I love that they're going to be together. I still, there was a moment in time where it seemed like Anderson Cooper could have been the guy with her. And I still think they were a cute couple together. Not a couple, of course, but like they played off each other very well. And that was around the time Anderson got his own talk show, which was short lived. Mm -hmm. So it didn't happen. But I was really rooting for that back in the day. But I'm sure Mark Consuelos will do a great job. They'll obviously have very natural chemistry in the morning. Yeah. And, um, I'm sure good for them. I personally would be like, would you want to work so closely and so regularly with your husband? I know. Yeah. That We've seems- been doing two game ads for almost 10 years now. And at this point we hate each other. Uh, it's true. It's like, we only talk when we're on mic. Cause if not yeah. turning away guys, we were so close to getting married. You have oh, no idea. I know. And then it all just dissolved. I know. Cause we started the show. So I hope that's not the same fate for Kelly and, uh, Ryan. No, Mark, Mark, <laughs> sure. Whatever the husband's name. He's gorgeous. Of course say. he is. Good for him. And good for her. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else of note. Uh, I feel like there's not anything. Jo- oh, apparently. No, that's not important. I was going to say something about the housewives. Basically, Countess Luann had a cabaret show that Dorinda came. She was one of the cast members on the show and had to be escorted out of because she was a little too tipsy. And But l- the most important thing that happened at this cabaret show was Luann said that there were rumors that Roni Legacy, which was the like, you know, the ladies who all got fired essentially, were, and there was a rumor that came out on page six that the show got canceled because Jill Zarin wanted too much money, which like doesn't sound right. Jill Zarin is dying to be back be on that be back on that show and would take so little money to do it. Um, but Luann said essentially, uh, Legacy is still happening and hinted that a contract negotiation starred stalled as the cast wants Ramona back in the mix. Which, by the way, ladies, I do not. We've seen enough of Ramona and her racist ass. I need the rest of you and know her. And I'm sure you're all racist, but I'm glad to not know it. You know, like Ramona makes it too obvious. But maybe they want her back so they look less racist you're, in comparison. Honestly, you could be right. Okay. <laughs> Guys, these these plot wives, the, these housewives, they plot. They plot. They know. They got, they, they, they're a masterminds like Taylor. They've been on television for like 11, 12 years. So I get that they have a plan, but I would just like to see it filmed and I would like to see Jill Zarin be a part of it. No okay. Ramona. Ramona's unnecessary. Okay. Matt Steele. Yes. Is there any other news for idiots you'd like to share? I don't think people? so. We covered all our bases. We I went know. from Rihanna to Barney. Yes. To everybody. To everybody the housewives. To the housewives. Got them all. To the BAFTAs. Yes. Oh, guys. And there's still more podcasts to go. <laughs> I love that we're just recapping the podcast at this point. But thank you guys so much for listening. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with more Two Game Mats, the podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. Hi. We are back. And we we're, really are. We're feeling great. We're feeling good. We are on to email my heart. This is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of email my heart if you email us at two gamats at gmail.com. Two is spelled T W O. Yes. First email comes from Gabrielle. 
Gabrielle says, Hi, Mats. I don't know if you guys answer advice questions, but this is such a strange situation that I'm trying to get as many perspectives as possible and thought, why not reach out to the pod? I will try to keep this as short as possible. Okay. So my best friend works in digital marketing and recently quit her job because she wasn't happy. Mm. Two years ago, I went back to university to study to be a librarian as I realized that's what I want to do with my life, but have been struggling to find librarian work in my town. Recently, however, a job became available at a local library, so naturally I'm going to apply for it. The other day, my friend messaged me saying, I don't know if this is weird, but I'm thinking of applying for the library job because I'm sick of the corporate life. Mm. Obviously, I was surprised because she has never expressed interest in the career before, and she knows how hard it has been for me to find work in the field, so I don't know why she would add to the competition. I'm not really sure what to do because it's not like I have the right to tell her to not apply, but I also feel super betrayed by the fact that she wants to apply for what she knows is my dream job. Mm. Please help i think this is a very interesting question because you are because you're absolutely right you do not have the right to tell her not to apply to something that is right within your field and uh something that you care a lot about um and i've been working towards for a long time and there aren't a lot of jobs like this that come up a lot it is hard to get a library really well my brother's a librarian he's an elementary school librarian he's just like yeah it is a tough field to crack into i think you do have a right to say to ask what prompted this decision about the specific job and also just to make the point is like, hey, I know I can't tell you what to do, but it's been really tough for me to find a job in my field. Mm-hmm. And um, if you are just looking for something different, I would super appreciate you looking elsewhere. But of course, you do what you need to do. But I can't help but feeling a little hurt yeah. that this is happening. I don't want us going up against each other if possible. But, um, you know, if that's what you want to do, you know, best of luck to you. And let's like just not talk about it because this whole process could become a problem. After you do that, that's kind of all you can do. And you got to let go of the hurt and pain and like whatever they want to do, they're going to do. And if you are continue, if you're feeling like, oh, I am still feeling hurt by this. If you need to put a little distance between you and that person, that's totally fine. But technically, they're not doing anything wrong. But you telling them your real feelings is not wrong either. And you yes. have to go off of that. I mean, yeah, I think I think it's always great to be as open and honest upfront as possible. Yes. Um, that way it doesn't like fester inside yes, of you. Yes, you know? yes, yes. And and you know, you never know what will happen. Like, you know, you could end up getting a job, especially because you are the one who went to university Absolutely. for this. So you are and it doesn't seem like your friend did. So technically you are more qualified. Hello? Like if I was working at that library, like I would be looking at your resume before your friends. I'm yes. sure your friend is lovely and smart and talented, but like, girl, you got the degree. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, I would say I I I I, I would be as you know, nice as you can just be like, Hey, like I, I don't want to make this awkward. So I'm just going to flat out tell yeah. you, I would think that your friend would understand why you're feeling the way totally. you do. And if your friend doesn't understand why you're feeling the way you do, then that's, that would be a little, that would be a little bit of a red flag. Right. But, um, I always go with honesty is the best 
policy. Absolutely. And don't don't go in being, you know, super, you know, judgy or or anything like that, but just right. just say like, "Hey, I just want to know why you chose this one." Especially yeah. because you literally could have applied to any. Totally. You know, like why this one specifically. Right. And yeah. I think the conversation, the goal of it should be I need to get this feeling off my chest and I want us to have an open and honest communication and hopefully no matter what the outcome is because reminder you cannot control their response or the outcome of this conversation but hopefully you feel a little lighter and their reaction will tell you a lot about who they are as a friend because like I feel like you have to go through tough spots like this to see how a person reacts in this situation like is just very indicative of the person they are deep down mm-hmm. and hopefully if they're who you think they are they'll be totally cool and understanding no matter if they apply or not they will like understand your point of view and respect it um but I would avoid like ultimatums I would avoid like yeah. trying to tell them what to do but just like Matt Steele said be honest and I think it'll all be okay yeah totally so I think I think you will be Okay. Yes. And you you are going to get a library job. Do not worry. Absolutely. We yeah. believe in you. Yeah. So next question comes to us from Anthony. Anthony says, question for the podcast. Hi, Matt. Hope you both are doing amazing. Random question. And I read this earlier, and this is mm. a blast from the past. Oh. As I find myself on many nights, I find myself now watching some random Kelly Clarkson videos before going to bed. Valid. Yep. I was watching the Time After Time cover from the Meaning of Life tour duet with Kelsey Ballerini, who Mm. just dropped a kick-ass divorce EP, by the way, which reminded me that you once talked about how you were almost (laughs) invited as her guests for the Minute and a Glass of Wine segment of her L.A. show. First, it is a true travesty that it didn't work out. Y'all would have slayed and the audience would have loved you. Now that almost four full years have passed, I'm curious if you'd share that whole process, what that whole process was like. How close was it to happening? What would y'all have done? Thank you. Your podcasts and videos make the world brighter. Oh, that's so sweet. Uh, I hope you remember because I really don't. Truly, it's <laughs> we have been doing this for so long. I know. And, you know... Even in, you know, the acting world or like the music world, I'm sure you get so many emails and like uh, uh, people reaching out to you about like potential opportunities. And you always kind of have to go into them being like, it's probably not going to happen. Exactly. Like, so, you know, you don't get invested in everything. And after many, many years of doing that, like, you know, we get reached out for potential opportunities for two game ads that we're just like, this might not happen, but whatever. So what happened was when Meaning of Life came out, someone reached out to both of us and Mm. was like, hey... We love your Kelly Clarkson videos. She's doing uh, stuff on tour where she's like meeting fans and they're like filming it for like mm. each leg of the tour. And we would like for you to submit a video for the LA leg to be oh, one of right. the potential people to meet her when she's in LA and like they would record it and it would be a thing. And honestly, we went in there being like, look, we know, we love Kelly Clarkson. Of course. We love Kelly Clarkson. Beyond. Beyond. But we know that out there, there are people who would die for the like yes. the num- people who are n- their number one is Kelly Clarkson, yes. you know. So so we are like, okay, we probably aren't like the biggest Kelly people to to be able to get this. So we kind of went in knowing like it was a long shot, right? Um, but we still made a video anyway. Of course, of course. we did. Hello, um, and I totally forget what we said. I think we had to talk about like our history with Kelly yeah. and. And it was like just a short, like probably like two minute video, three minute video that we had to make. And then I think, didn't they reach back out to us being like, you didn't get it? I don't remember. I truly, I remember them reaching out to us about this opportunity. And but I looked in our email, it wasn't there. I couldn't find it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if it was like, maybe they reached out on Instagram. I don't remember being told we didn't get it. 
I remember feeling like we were in the pool, <laughs> but I but it didn't happen. But it's it's, it's all okay. Yeah, you know, it's, like, it's an honor to be nominated. Yes, and I I always take solace in knowing that like I guarantee you Kelly Clarkson has seen the, sure? a, a video of us reacting to It's Quiet Uptown. <laughs> like, I mean, it is good. I feel like she's seen that. I And I always wonder, I'm like, it's been almost a decade yeah. since Beyonce has re- released uh, Self-Titled. Do you think she has seen some reaction videos to when Self-Titled was... Like, do you think like <sighs> someone was like, hey, Beyonce, look at this. this I could reaction. see maybe, but I feel like she has made like tour backdrops of some people reacting to her videos and stuff and we've never been included. <laughs> and so I don't know if it's like, I remember our, our Lemonade review, we kind of shaded Jay-Z a little bit. And so maybe that wouldn't have been the perfect. Oh, no, 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 yeah. You were very angry years. that she took I was that. angry, but I, you know, I would imagine maybe she's seen it and like hopefully we're on her radar and hopefully she uses us as a backdrop at a point and hopefully, you know, good things come in that way. Like I feel like she makes more like fan generated shit because, you know, she's not making visuals (laughs) so hopefully we get to be in there dancing to cuff it because it would be nice but I wonder I I wonder that about so many people like even my like Mariah Carey number one to infinity uh like uh medley thing Mm -hmm. it like did pretty well and I'm like did Mariah see that yeah she would if she saw it she would have been so fucking impressed because that arrangement of that melody of that medley that you did is fucking masterful thank you that's very kind and so yeah I who are confirmed celebrities who know we exist Jojo. Yes. Julia Michaels. Yep. Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yes. Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah, Rosie O'Donnell. I forgot <laughs> Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah, because Lin-Manuel Miranda tweeted us and Rosie retweeted that and was like, LOL. And uh, Alessia Cara used to follow us on YouTube. She yes. doesn't anymore. <laughs> I, I don't know if we said something rude to her about her or something. Hopefully you, we didn't. You have nothing to say no, about she, her. I, oh, I'm you yours. Always, you always talk about how you don't like scars. To you. You're beautiful. Oh, it's I think it's a nice song. <laughs> I mean, I hope she's not still watching. You're them. just mad that uh, another uh, I'm, I'm yours. yours wasn't the same. That single. is a fucking single. Oh, Rena also knows that we exist. Oh, Rena oh, does know that, we that's exist. That's an honor, baby. Um, oh. Yeah, but maybe Kelly does know we exist. Maybe she saw our... She wouldn't have Oh, you know it. who knows we exist? Who? Uh, who's the guy with the ears Oh, Russell Tovey. Russell Tovey. guy, yeah. We made a video critiquing him back in like 2015. Cr- and critiquing he, what, what he said. Yes, reti- yes, re- critiquing what he said in an interview that was kind of anti-femme gaze. And we made a video that was critical. <laughs> and then I was sitting there at work one day and it was like, uh, Russell Tovey has requested that you answer his message on Twitter. And I was like, oh God, can I get beaten up over the internet? Because if you don't know Russell Tovey, he's very strong. And I was like, I can't can't fight him. Yeah. But he was very sweet in the DMs. Oh, insanely, because um, he DM'd me too. And he was very sweet and he's like I realized that like what I said was not great yes. and so I'm you know, trying to like learn and make amends and we're like you know what it, it's totally cool. exactly like, and it's like if that's not the person you are everyone's gonna know that of and course totally like fine. he seems like such a sweet guy yes. and everything and, and he offered to buy us drinks which never happened but we're still open to so Russell Russell <laughs> if you're out there <laughs> uh, that, now that's my chance to taste some of that non-alcoholic hey, wine or whatever. Do the rosé. If you're doing a non-alcoholic wine, do a rosé. Everything else has been kind of trash. <laughs> of okay, the non-alcoholic things I've tried. Okay. Uh, but Matt Steele. Yes. I have a question for you. Yes, ma'am. What has been giving you moments? Well, my Valentine's Day was filled with love. It was oh. love for myself and love for cinema mm. and love for my AMC A-list membership. <laughs> yes. Not sponsored, by the way. Not sponsored. Maybe Get one Skillshare. Day. Get Skillshare. <laughs> click Use the, the link. link below to click, uh, sign up for Skillshare. Yes. 
But on Valentine's Day, I was like, nothing would be make a better Valentine's Day than me going to a theater, sitting by myself, and seeing Titanic in movie theaters. I feel like so many people did that. Oh, of course. Because guess what, guys? Titanic still fucking hits. <laughs> like, that is a film mm. just and I had never seen it in the movie theater before because I didn't see it in theaters in 97 I like rented the VHS from Blockbuster where right. it was like two VHS's and like it cuts off in the middle um, and I I know they released it back in 2012 for the 100 year anniversary of the Titanic sinking and I never got to see it then mm. so I was like this is going to be my moment this is your time. and so I sat there front and center not front front but like <laughs> premium seat and center okay and it s- s- holds up so well. I mean, just just I, I said before, like James Cameron really knows how to sweep you into a story, no matter mm. how crazy it gets. I mean, you hear some of the you see some of the like moments like on their own, like clips of Rose and Jack at the back of the ship when mm. the ship is literally about to sink They're t- two centimeters away from the water. And Rose looks up at him and goes, Jack, this is where we first met. <laughs> and every, and everyone shares the clip. And it's just like, why would she say this right now? <laughs> but baby, when you are in the moment and you just had the two and a half previous hours building up to that, you're just like, yes, this is where you first <laughs> fucking met. Like he just has such a beautiful way of showing the bigness of small moments in people's lives. I mean, everyone knows the Jack I'm flying moment. Mm. It's such a simple moment, but you discover that is the moment where these two people fell in love. Like just, he is so great at making these small moments feel so big and important to these characters, which just makes you just, it just like wraps you up in the story. And Mm. obviously like it's a huge story to begin with. If you're not wrapped up in the fact that like all these people died in this horrible tragedy, like I don't I don't know what's wrong with you but but just it wraps you up in just that love story and i i just i loved every second of it the music uh james horner's music is mm. just so perfect the cinematography and just it was just full of that 90s romantic deliciousness and just does see my, does what? my heart will go on hold up of course it does. It's <laughs> my heart will sure. go on. Just making sure. And just seeing like, I remember, you know, when I first saw the movie, seeing it, Leo and Kate and being like, oh, they're old. They're like in their 30s. And now I watch them and I'm just like, oh, they're babies. Like they are so young. Yeah. And I, it, and just that whole ensemble, like the details that are added to all the specific minor characters who you just pass by in the ship. Like there's so many moments and, and I mean, there's a reason why it's three and a half hours long because you got, you got, there's so many stories to tell. Mm. So, guys, if you're thinking about watching Titanic again, I don't know if it's still in theater. I know it was in theaters for like Valentine's Day okay. and to commemorate the 25th anniversary of it, even though it technically now it's been almost like 26 years, mm. but whatever. Um, it, if you want to pop it in, not pop it in. <laughs> oh, Lord. No, <laughs> none, of, the theater. none of y'all have DVD players anymore, <laughs> but like, but if it's not in theaters anymore, if you want to stream it online or wherever you watch things, it's still great. Wow. It's still so damn great. You know, I saw Titanic in theaters in 1997. Oh my God, you were alive? I was alive and uh, we were all going to the movies as a family, but uh, there was a discussion as to, should we see James Bond, whatever James Bond was out, probably Goldeneye or go to Titanic? And me and my mom were like, Titanic. Titanic. My brother and my dad went to see Goldeneye. Oh. And I was like, see you later. <laughs> boys, boys. Went to see Titanic. David ne- and Dan, y'all. Never seen a... Um, but James Bond to this day. I've never seen a James Bond to this day Look at either. Us. Look at us. That's why we're gay. <laughs> That's what happens when you don't watch us. Titanic made you gay. All right. 
since we're doing just like old shit we're revisiting, I must say something because I saw a list of albums. It was like a list of albums that are like, oh, these are some of the worst albums of all time or like worst albums by great artists or whatever. And I was on Friday night before we went out to Firefly. I was playing a little game called Fall Guys, which I've mentioned. And I got, just have to point out, it's one of those games where you're playing with a bunch of people online at the same time. There are different rounds where it's like, oh, you have to defeat this puzzle or fix, figure out this maze or like get to the end of this race and like be in the top half or you get kicked out of the game. And I... Out of 42 people and like five rounds got first. And it was a big day for me. I realized I was probably playing with people in like third grade, but it was a really great big day for me. And as I was playing it, I did my childhood thing, which is play a game, listen to an album. (laughs) (laughs) That is such an interesting trajectory. I like, there's so. It's like after sex, smoke a cigarette. After you play a game. No, not after, during. Like, there are so many video games where I'm like, I don't know what the soundtrack Uh, of this game is because I was listening to Mariah Carey's Butterfly in my ears as I'm playing Mario. That's so interesting. You can I see I can't concentrate on anything when I'm listening to music like especially music with words I can't it excites me it energizes me and guys justice for American life by Madonna people talk so much shit about this album as if it is one of her worst and it is excellent and has beautiful moments sure the singles aren't great American life is not great Hollywood is not great but once you get past those I'm so stupid it's a little annoying but like Love Perfusion Mm. is gorgeous and should have been a single much earlier on than it was. Nobody Knows Me is excellent. Could have been a great up-tempo single. That instrumentation is so glitchy and of the time, and I love every second of it. And my favorite section of the album is the middle trio of acoustic guitar songs. Nothing fails. Intervention. Ecstatic process. Like, these are incredibly beautiful folk turns from Madonna. They hold up. Her voice is still in such great shape. I don't know how, but she sounds good. The songs are so beautiful. The melodies are gorgeous. I feel like, especially on Ecstatic Process, those (laughs) harmonies throughout are so beyond beautiful. I feel like at least one of those was supposed to be uh, like more an up-tempo, like electronic version. I'm so glad they're not. I'm so glad they're down-tempo. Mother and Father isn't great. But speaking of James Bond, also Justice for Die Another Day, as a James Bond theme, the people who don't like that song, don't like fun, don't like anything inventive out of their James Bond themes. It is cool, it is glitchy, it is of the time, and it's a legit actual hit, which like might have been the last James Bond theme that was a legit actual hit. It was huge, it was great, and it was iconic, and Easy Ride is a great final track. It is emotional, it is so symphonic, it is orchestral, it is lovely, and people shit on that album so hard, and I don't know why. (laughs) Guys, ever since I listened to Madonna's discography in full in 2018, I have been preaching to everyone that American Life is Madonna's most underrated album and people underrated. shit on it way too much and speaking of uh, you know stands who argue on Twitter and how we say <laughs> that we are not that yes. anymore every day <laughs> <laughs> I saw that like a tweet. It was because uh, you probably saw the I tweet saw, because sure I because there was a tweet saying that American Life is Madonna's worst album, which is an embarrassing opinion. Not like true. absolutely delete your Twitter <laughs> account. Um, and I had to comment. I had and <laughs> like I'm not even one to go to war for Madonna online, but like I I will go to war for this album. I was mm. just like, die another day is fucking excellent. Absolutely. And if you don't like it, you probably are homophobic. <laughs> <laughs> and ecstatic process beautiful is one of my top five favorite madonna songs gorgeous Mm. i i want madonna to go back to like 
that well, I, she, I mean, she can do whatever she wants at this point. Right. But like, I I love it when Madonna has such simple moments, especially yes. in an album that is so not simple. Like, I it's, know. the album is full of like, yeah, as you said, glitchy sounds and everything that were very yes. much of the time. But like, then when you get like those little moments to breathe, and it's like, wow, ma- like Madonna <sighs> being subtle. Yes. Like, I'm I'm so moved. It's like, that is a gorgeous song. The most moving stuff she's put out outside of Ray of Light. I oh. think there's so much gorgeousness on American Life. And we need to revisit it. I feel like sometimes if an album has poor single choices, we just say, oh, the album is bad, and like pretend that nothing good came out of it. And bad single choices are upsetting. There's nothing I hate more. But... Let's all revisit American Life and say that it is lovely and has really great moments. It is not one of her like best because she has incredible albums. But no, Ray of Light exists. Nowhere near one of her worst. Yes. And we need to stop kidding ourselves. Justice for American Life. Stop kidding yourselves, you homophobes. <laughs> you're all homophobes. Is there anything else you want to tell the people today? I don't think so. Oh, you're making, you're giving me moments. Just made me so happy. I'm so glad. I love when our giving me moments can agree and kind of like feed off each other. You know? Exactly. Oh my God. It's kind of like we're like partners. I know. Oh my God. Amazing. It's, it's Maybe true. we should get back together and, I, and rekindle the, the passionate relationship. I, you know what? I'm really booked up in that environment currently, oh, well. but you know, I wish you all the best. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> well, thank you all so much for watching and or listening. And we'll be back next week with more 2K Mats, the podcast. Bye. Bye. 